0: As a business owner, I am sure that you have been exposed to so much marketing advice and in my experience and what I hear from my clients is sometimes when it comes time to create a new offer or sell that offer, so easy to get disconnected from what you really want to say or what you even really want to be doing because you're so wrapped up in what's the right thing to say or how do I get this right or is this strategic? I've been coaching people through this process for the past couple of years and until now I haven't had a way for people to access that coaching process of creating a really aligned offer and discuss. Your most honest message and just getting it out there without all of the overthinking. Tomorrow is the last day that you can enroll for the beta round of this new product. It is called the Aligned Business Portal and it walks you through that exact process. By getting into the beta round, you not only get a great great on this, but you also are going to have automatic access to any updates that I make as a result of the feedback that I get from this round. So if you want to sign up for that, go to bit.ly slash aligned business portal. It's only $250 to get the product and also access to a space where you can ask me your questions as you move through it and invitation to a live Q&A call where you can get my feedback and ask your questions. bit.ly slash aligned business portal. You're listening to Transcend Your Dichotomy, the podcast where we break the rules that say we have to leave ourselves behind in pursuit of success. I'm Brooke Monahan, and I created the show for purpose-driven business owners. Together, we'll talk about how to go for your goals, have an impact, all while honoring yourself, your desires, and your values. I do not know about you. But the winter has always been really hard for me. Even after I left the Northeast, even after I moved from Buffalo and went to New Orleans where it was warmer, even here living in California, there's just something about the winter where things shift. And it's a challenge for me as somebody who has always held myself to a really high standard of productivity and who has really struggled to... uh, kind of reform my relationship to my work and not constantly be in this need to push and strive, when the winter comes and I feel a little bit low, I start working against myself and it can cause me to get even lower. And one of my clients, Steph Galante, was telling me about this workshop that she's going to be running in January about this exact thing, about why the winter is so hard and why it has a lot to do with the systems that we are surrounded by and living within and what we can do about that and she also told me that she was going to be starting a podcast and so I very last minute sprung on her that I wanted to have her on the podcast this week and gave her very little notice and we did an impromptu conversation about this and I'm so glad that we did because we went deep y'all. Now, Steph, like I said, is a client of mine. And so we did talk a little bit about like her process of owning this message that she's stepping into now, how she has started to balance this fiery side of her personality with the really tender caring side and why I think that's working really beautifully for her because there's a difference between what you say outwardly um, to people who are not working with you yet versus the way that you show up to your work. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit, which I thought was actually a really good conversation to have um, leading up to the closing of this beta round of the aligned Business Portal, because a lot of what we talked about in this episode and what Steph and I have worked on together is stuff that I try to get at in that product. Um, But the majority of this conversation is actually talking about this concept of um, why the winter is so fucking hard, given what society tells us we should be feeling like, um, given what society tells us we should be doing, and what we can do instead. We talk about her upcoming podcast. And just as a a heads up, um, there is some conversation about fat phobia and... um, toxic messaging around needing to earn rest or earn calories in the fitness industry. So if that's going to be hard for you to listen to, then maybe skip this episode altogether or come back to it later. I'm going to be sharing all the information for where you can find stuff in the show notes, but definitely be on the lookout for her new podcast that's going to be coming out very soon, Humaning, the shit we need to talk about. And if you want to join me, I'm going to be at her workshop in January. Um, It's on January 7th, and it is called Surviving Capitalism in the Winter. I will be there and I would love to see you. Steph, my friend, I'm so glad to have you back on the show. And I'm so glad that this time that you're on the show, I get to talk to you because the first time you were solo. (laughs) Yes, I'm really excited about that too. Yeah, so I kind of like rushed this on you because we started (laughs) talking about how you're gonna start a podcast and you're doing this like really cool workshop in the winter. And I've always struggled with, like being depressed in the winter and you started talking about like why like you know this is why people say that you're depressed in the winter but maybe it's actually this and I was like you know what Steph I need you on the podcast immediately (laughs) and all of the all of the episodes for January are already recorded and the end of the year episode is already recorded which is just like a little like letter that I wrote to myself and everybody it's very short and so I was like let's do this. And then we got on here to record and I was like, this is going live in like three days. So <laughs> <laughs> this is in real time. So I'm very excited. The
1: universe spoke. We're listening.
0: Yeah, Steph. Okay. So p- for people who don't know you, um, fill fill them in on who you are and what you do.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Steph Galante. My pronouns are she and her. And I am based On the ancestral lands of the Lenny Lenape here in central New Jersey. Yes, there is a central New Jersey, for those of you who are wondering. Um, In terms of my social location, I am a brown, cisgendered, heterosexual person in a female identified body. I am a parent of two very energetic children, and I am married. Um, I. I'm evolving. (laughs) I could go on and on locating myself. Um, But I am a US citizen. Uh, English is my first language. And I um, have a master's degree. I um, am a Pisces. So, in case that means anything to you, and I am fortunate to own my own house. And that is so layered and complicated um, in the conversation. Um, And I recognize in the way that I move through the world that I hold simultaneously identities that are more proximal to power and also identities that are marginalized (laughs) as well. And so it's an interesting place to be in the world in this time and in the learning and unlearning of life. Um, In terms of my work in the world, which is also ever-evolving, I am an Ayurveda yoga specialist, which means I use the wisdom of Ayurveda and all of its self-care practices and self-love practices connected with yoga philosophy and yoga asana, yoga culture um, as deep healing and embodiment practices for people and for myself too. Um, I have been in the fitness and wellness industry my entire career, which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot coming up. Um, but that informs the way I work and some of the things that I no longer do (laughs) too. Um, and I, right now my work focuses on, uh, Being a self care coach to people using all of those tools I was just talking about, but more so helping people connect more deeply to themselves to help them to help empower them to um, step into their needs, identify them, and actually be bold enough to do something about them uh, in a sustainable way. So that's the work. I'm doing, I'm trying to be concise here because I have a lot of other things that I want to say.
0: You don't need to be <laughs> concise. That's why I podcast. I know. I but know. I can't be concise. So I, <laughs> I opted for the content format that allows me to have long conversations. Yeah. I could pause there. I'm sure yeah. we will get to know me a little bit more as we well, go on. Well, I wrote down as you were talking in quotes, ever evolving because I've never ever worked with somebody who I've watched evolve as rapidly as I've watched you you and your work evolve. So we've had the, like, I have had the honor of working with you. And I tell you this all the time. I'm like, you move so fucking fast. Like to you, I know that you feel like it is excruciatingly slow. Excruciatingly slow, like slower than slow. Yeah. Like that is often how it feels. I mean, I feel that way too for myself, but like you just, You just like, you just go like, I think that it's just like, when you see something that needs to shift or change, you just take action very quickly. And the result of that has been that, like, the way that you talk about your work has changed a lot. I don't know that the way that you do your work has changed that much. But I think it's the way that you, I mean, I know your offers have changed. Mm -hmm. But I think that the way that you talk about your work has changed in a really powerful way. And also the way that you have set up your business to support you. And that's a beautiful thing because you're all about like self-care and supporting yourself and your needs. And so I think that that feels very aligned. So I was just like laughing when you said ever evolving. I'm like, yeah, it is like that is no joke, like evolving so quickly.
1: Well, I can't take all the credit. You have a lot to do with that.
0: Well, (laughs) listen. Listen. Mm, I can only do, I can only, all that I can do is like reflect things back, right? And there's a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're the one who's doing it. Anyways, we could go back and forth about <laughs> trying to yeah. shift, try trying to deflect all day here. <laughs> I know both of us would be great at it. Um, one of the things that I find just fascinating about like the work that you do and the way that you talk about the work that you do, I think that you are just one of these really incredible examples of there's like what you do. Like the Ayurveda and the self-care coaching and the yoga and the, and the Zumba classes and all of that. But then there's like why you do it, which is like a whole other layer. And then there's like this thing where it's like talking about the way that what you do is linked to these larger systems but not just talking about it in a way that people are nodding their heads in agreement, trying to figure out a way to get people to then take action. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like one thing for people to be like, Oh yeah, I understand how tending to my own needs is linked inextricably linked to these systems. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, but your job has become, okay, do something about it. Yes. (laughs) And you have had to become the, you've become this master of transcending this dichotomy I feel like where it's like on one hand you have this really really like tender and caring and loving and just like sweet and gentleness about you but in order for people to step into that container you've had to do a little bit of like wake the fuck up people (laughs)
1: yes yes so you get jersey stuff at the door and then you get (laughs) the sweet tender person (laughs) when you get in there (laughs) yeah
0: what's it like stepping into jersey stuff (laughs) because i've watched jersey stuff come out more and more and i love it
1: yeah it's a whole thing you know new jersey can have a really bad rap uh because of what you could see on the tv uh Driving up the turnpike, if ever you've done that before, there is not a lot uh that's going for us there in terms of scenery. Um, but you know, for me, uh in, in all of the identities I have, I have to I feel like being from New Jersey uh is so big a part of my personality and just the way people are here. Um, and so I feel as though. In some ways, I've tempered that, and in other ways, I've kind of used that as kind of a facade sometimes. And so I think that, you know, it's funny to hear you speak back to me, how your perception of me, how you see me, how I impact you, um, because it's been such a wild ride this year. (laughs) It really has been. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So it's just been there has been so much clarity, and I feel like now I can I can stand in all the identities, including Jersey stuff, and own that, and not feel like because I think also it's that, and also, you know, people of color often can be viewed as being loud people, mm-hmm. people who are too much, mm-hmm. and so I think I mask that as Jersey ness, mm-hmm. right? it may just be me being me. It may have nothing to do with my skin color. It could have everything to do with my skin color. Um, but I think that now I'm finally like, fuck it. Like whatever the reason is here, here she is mm-hmm. <laughs> period.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's funny. Like if I didn't know mm-hmm. you, I never would have guessed that you're from New Jersey. So just so you know, <laughs> like as somebody who's, and that's not because I've like that's coming from somebody who's been in spaces with you at this point for, I think over a year. And, you know, I think I've gotten to see the fiery side of you. And to me, it doesn't come across as Jersey. It comes across as like you have a deep knowing and, and sometimes you take the lid off of that and it's really powerful, you know? Um, But I think that like, so you're doing a workshop in January, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, because I think that this is like so important. Um, the workshop is called Surviving Capitalism in the Winter. Yes. Is that what we landed on? That is what we landed
1: on. Okay. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, this is not my idea. Okay. This is me reflecting back to you what you're really saying. Yes. Um, but. I think that this is one of those examples of this where it's like saying what you really mean and i'm curious to hear from you like what it's been like kind of stepping out of this like um messaging of like take care of yourself and into this messaging of like listen like we need to we need to do something here if we're going to survive this shit and keep going and, like, mend things and heal ourselves and all of that. Like, I'm going to stop there and just let you. Go. And don't be concise. <laughs>
1: uh, gosh. It, I, when you and I talked about doing this episode and what you wanted to talk about, I – took a long time in the what 72 hours
0: we've talked. No I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But it I did took I a long like- time since I sent you that last minute email <laughs> to be like, let's do these things. <laughs> I was in deep inquiry
1: for however long it was about um what I would how I would share how this all came about. And because I'm not concise and I believe in the deep connection between things in many things. I think that my, my journey to now to this conversation about winter and my take on it has been in the works for many years.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Tell people, tell people like about, you can get into the content of it too. Cause like, that's part of what I want people to hear from you too. Cause it's so important. Like as somebody who's been like, I have seasonal affective disorder. Now I talk to you and I'm like, do I, I don't know, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, It's funny because I'm, I have a psychology degree. (laughs) And so, you know, talking about mental health, talking about the psychology of the brain and the psychology of your body and the psychology of being in just as a human has been a part of my educational journey, but also just me as being a human, right. And dealing with my own mental health struggles and I always felt so educated. And I mean, my bachelor's degree only goes so far. I'm not you know, presenting myself as some sort of therapist. That's not at all how I work in the world. But based on a lot of the questioning I've been doing recently on other areas of my life, a natural thing happened that does where I started to have to question these other things in my life that I didn't set out to. Mm-hmm. And one of them – and and I think for me, because of my journey through my own, my own mental health balancing and inquiry um, the last couple of years brought me to this year, especially in the social justice spaces that I've been in, mm-hmm. of questioning the message that's out there. Like that deep sadness that can happen to people, this seasonal affective disorder we're talking about that we're attributing simply to darker days. Is that really it? Yeah. Is that only it? Because from an Ayurveda perspective, each season has its own set of characteristics because of the energy that's dominant. Mm -hmm. And so winter is dominated by darkness, by stillness, by dormancy. Which for people who are also dominated by that same energy, you know, people who are naturally calm, slow moving, maybe tend toward in imbalance depression. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, that's going to lend them towards seasonal affective disorder or a deepening of depression in the winter. Just simply by energy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Also though, to make winter even more complicated, there is a subtle energy, as sometimes there are in certain, um, or sometimes there is in certain seasons, there's a subtle energy that's mobile, that's light, very mm-hmm. characteristic of fall. Um, for those of you who who don't, haven't already heard, I live in New Jersey basically my whole life. I've lived in Philadelphia as well. So the Northeast, we experience four very distinct um Seasons here. For those of you who may live in other areas of the country of the world where seasons are kind of very similar throughout, um, there are more subtle changes that may happen where you live versus the very distinct seasons we have here in the Northeast of the United States. And um, so that, that mobile energy... Is what is for people who are naturally that way. So, like for me, my natural tendency is to be worried easily, to be overwhelmed easily, to be stressed out easily. So anxiety is going to be something that I have a natural tendency towards in terms of those thoughts not being able to be managed, becoming mm-hmm. to be um an issue within my life mm-hmm. and causing some imbalance. Well, that subtle energy can also have a have an effect on people as well. Mm-hmm. So the challenge of winter energetically is that there are two different energies that play depending on where you live geographically. And also depending on your natural state, your natural energetic state, you may be balanced by the characteristics of the season or aggravated by it. Mm -hmm. So that's an energetic standpoint. The other piece of this though is society, is dominant culture, is capitalism, white supremacy culture, the patriarchy, all the systems we have in place on top of the pandemic, on top of all of the political things that are happening in the world, the injustices that are happening, people are really struggling. And the pace that we keep in our culture of go, go, go all the time, we get... Maybe if we're lucky, depending on what industry you're in, one week where the world slows down a little bit at the end of December, and that's supposed to be enough for us of the rest that we need. Mm -hmm. We are not taught in this society. I cannot speak because I've only lived in the United States. I cannot speak to what happens in in other areas of the world. But in this country, we are not taught how to rest. Rest is not valued. Mm -mm. Rest is demonized. We are taught, we are lazy. We are not committed. Um, We are not concerned about our success if we rest, if we slow down. Mm -hmm. And rest also has become synonymous with sleep. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Just like self care has become synonymous with Netflix binging and bubble baths and chocolate cake, all of which are wonderful things, but not it. And so, because we don't have the education, The invitation, (laughs) the permission to rest, and we're not taught how to rest from a young age. We are not taught how to consistently rest, and also how rest practices, how many rest practices there are, how it can change and shift based on who we each are. That even if you and I are both dominated by the same energy, still our rest practices will be different because of our lived experiences, because of how we identify, because of all these things. Society does not have our back Mm -hmm. and we're trying to be well. We are desperately seeking therapists and all of these people and education that will help us, but it's, it's the system and, and, and the, all the, the systems that are in place that really, that are keeping us unwell. So the best thing that we can do for ourselves is identify that. And if you already knew that, then really get clear on You as a person, what your natural state is in terms of energy, where your current imbalance is, because we have the ability to tend to ourselves with our self-care practices that will so beautifully complement, hopefully, the care your therapists and your doctors are giving you Mm -hmm. that can help support your mental and emotional health in addition to your physical and energetic health day in and day out. But if we don't shift our practices based on the season and based on what we are experiencing within this season, then we'll continue to perpetuate this cycle of being unwell.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like what I'm hearing you say is that there's a natural rhythm and kind of flow that is going to happen whether you like it or not through the seasons. Yeah. And what would be good for us would be to learn how to move with that but our systems are telling us nothing should change just because it's winter. You should be moving just as fast. You should be pushing. Actually, you should be pushing harder because it's the new year. Exactly. So we're going to make the most of this, right? Exactly. So that, and when I was living in Buffalo, um, I, toward the end, I have a very hard time with the winter. And toward the end of the time that I was living there, I st- finally found myself falling into this kind of practice where I didn't hate it so much mm. and it was really just leaning into like the coziness of the winter mm-hmm. and like not feeling like I should be as motivated to go out all the time and instead being like I'm gonna get some nice candles and some nice blankets. I'm gonna let myself be like what prior me would have considered lazy right. you know like and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lean into this and I'm gonna let myself enjoy it and so Part of what I'm hearing you say is, like, if we had influences that told us it was okay to lean into that kind of practice of embracing the season, maybe we'd be all right. (laughs) But instead, we want to force ourselves not to and then wonder why there's this disharmony or wonder why we feel like we are fighting every day to just fucking make it through. Um, and, and it's not healthy and it's not working. And as I was listening to you, I was like laughing because so many people say they want to learn how to honor their natural flow, but they don't want to slow down. Exactly. Like (laughs) honor. I want to honor my natural flow from so many people means I want to learn how to have the most energy all the time. And that's Mm -hmm. not how it works. Mm -hmm.
1: It's, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's, it's the Imagination of what they believe life should be like, they how they should be experiencing life, and that's often informed by things other than what they really want. Yeah, and it's very similar, actually, I'm sure, to what you see with clients who come to work with you too, right? Like, I I want this success, but I kind of want to do things the same way, but I kind of want to do things differently. But old habits die hard, type of thing. Like, it's it's really really hard for people. And the thing about winter is that. This season is calling us to slow down. It's calling us to turn inward. Mm -hmm. It's calling us to rest, to reflect, to rejuvenate, to imagine. Most of those things people are really uncomfortable with.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. It's an opportunity because of the slowness. We can breathe, right? Because when we're go, go, go all the time, we're not breathing fully. Like we're often holding our breath just to the next thing. Mm -hmm. We're holding our breath from the things that we don't want to do or the things we want to do, but that we're not allowing ourselves to do, right? We're not breathing fully and deeply. We're not leaning into space. Space makes us, even though so many people want space, they don't want to actually lean into it because it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And another invitation of winter is to simply just be, and we don't know how to do that.
0: Oh my God. We don't. When I started therapy, my therapist was like, what are your goals? And I was like, I want to be able to sit on my porch and do nothing. That's that's my goal. I want to be able to sit on my porch and not drink alcohol, not be smoking anything, not be scrolling my phone, mm-hmm. not be doing anything, yeah. maybe drinking a glass of water, and I want to be able to sit there and not feel like I am crawling out of my skin. Right. That is my life goal. <laughs> and it continues to be my life goal, yes. and it continues to be a struggle. It's so beautiful and so simple, but like in theory, but-
1: the literal practice of it is feel can feel like impossible, like yeah. like so many things in someone's life they might feel like would have to change for that to actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I feel as though too another thing that complicates winter is the fact that it begins during holiday season,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is such it can be such a complicated and and. Nuanced and really troublesome time, let's be honest, for a lot of people for many different reasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Couple that with, like you said before, the new year beginning and society pushing on us. We've got to start the new year with a bang. We should be hell bent on disciplining and willpowering ourselves into self improvement. On top of all the ways we just showed up in the last 365 days without properly resourcing ourselves, without proper access to the proper resources that we need while constantly navigating one big thing after another. We can't even come down from what it is that we're dealing with before the next thing hits. Mm-hmm. On top of every, most people having way too much work on their plate, way too many asks of themselves, holding themselves to these um these ideals that are literally impossible, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not us. Yeah. It's, it's not us. Yeah. And I think something that's really important for people, because especially the people who are listening to, to your podcast, these are people who, who probably already know these things,
0: who probably I don't know those stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, don't do. know. I, don't I don't know. know. Maybe so. not. I want
1: to give people credit. I don't know. Maybe I, not. I think
0: that we know that it's a problem, but I don't think that many people understand the actual, I don't know that many people have actually heard it explained in a way that really makes sense. I think it's it's one thing to say, it's a, this new year, new you thing is such bullshit. It's one thing to say, I don't want to have to hit the ground running because that feel it feels good to, to share the memes. It feels good to share <laughs> the the quote posts on Instagram yeah, that say, yeah. fuck this whole New Year thing. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, we're still holding ourselves to it because yes. I don't know that we actually know that it's a problem. I think that it's a discharge of this angry energy. It's like the the two forces, what, what the season is calling for and what society is calling for are two separate things. We're feeling the anger from that and we're discharging it by saying, fuck this. I don't know that we actually understand why it's problem. (laughs) Which is why I was like, stuff come on my podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing though, because like you have seasons where the energy is, is, um, fueling go, go, go. Yeah. Right. Like there. And, but still we go further than that because we, we are taught to always want and do more. Yeah. Right. That there can always be more. Right. Right.
0: So we don't, we don't
1: know how to Not do that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's all based on this promise that once we get more, that's when we'll be able to sit on the porch. Exactly. Right? Like, it's not that, like, this goal of being able to finally rest, we are told you get that after. You got to earn it. Work hard enough and you do all the things, then you'll earn it. Mm -hmm. And it's not True it is true. not true. and in fact, it gets hard the longer that my experience has been, the longer that I allow myself to strive in that way, the harder it is to break it and be able to to sit on the porch.
1: 100 percent, one hundred percent because we are creatures of habit, right
0: as humans, right? right And so
1: we're making all those pathways within our brain and all those habits that literally die hard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even if we know this is not serving us, it is so hard to break it mm-hmm. because no one else is doing it. Society yeah. is telling us something else. Yeah, there's nothing in support of it, and it feels awful to go yeah. against what we have done for so long. Yeah,
0: it's really hard. You know what I'm, I'm. Um, what's kind of like landing on me as we're talking is that. <clears throat> How difficult it is. So one of the things that you and I have talked about before is this divesting from fitness culture. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that you've talked about that you're doing in your work because you were in the fitness industry. And it's something that I've had to work on over the past couple of years because Steph, if you met me a few years ago, I was a different, I looked different and I spent my time much different and a lot of it was in the gym and I was like, getting those goals, huh? Making those games. I was like, I was (laughs) like, booty gains were, it was all about, I was counting the protein. (laughs) I was tracking the macros. Like I am, I was a different person. So I've also been kind of trying to divest from this and you've been divesting from it in your work. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a parallel here to what I'm hearing you talk about with the honoring your energy in the winter for your own Mm well-being and it being the real answer to finally figuring out how to fucking survive Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, without like just wanting to like put your head under the covers and like finally just like hit pause on your entire life so that you can finally feel this feeling of caught up. But the parallel is it's like we want to We want to let go of the bullshit that comes with fitness culture in terms of, like, feeling like you need to earn the rest day, feeling like you need to earn calories, feeling Mm -hmm. like you need to, like, so fucked up. Mm -hmm. But the thing that makes it so hard to let go of that is we don't want to let go of the promise that but what's the
1: promise? The yeah, like we don't want to let go
0: of the of of getting the perfect physique mm. or whatever, right? So like mm-hmm. it's almost like have you I'm sure that you know this. I'm sure that you've seen this. Like people who are like um in the especially like in the in like YouTube, they'll start talking about like intuitive eating. And then it it immediately goes into, because then your body will settle at its natural, like beautiful physique. And it's like, so it's about intuitive eating, but actually what it's about is you'll lose weight. So it's yeah. not about like, right. it's You're still coming back to the same promise, right? right? And so like with this, it's like, we want to, I think that there's fear in finally allowing yourself to honor what would be good for you. Because it might mean that you're not going to rise to the top of this fucking fantasy bullshit story that we've created, where like, if you just do enough, you're finally going to be like living the dream, loaded, exceptional, everything in your life is going to be fixed, right? It's like, but if I rat, like, I think that people are probably hearing you thinking like, yeah, this all sounds good. And- fuck, do I need to let go of the idea that I might be getting there, though? And I think the answer is yes, because I think it's a fucking fantasy.
1: Yes, it is a fantasy.
0: You're like, I know,
1: Brooke. No, no, no. There were so many things that I wanted to say, and I'm like, wait, I can't. I can't even comprehend all the thoughts that are coming to my mind right now in terms of the things that I wanted to say to all the things that you just said. So so yes, this is me buying myself time. As I, <laughs> as well, yeah, I mean, up. the
0: example of it that I see in the business world too is like um, I want to be able to do business differently. I want to be able to do business in a way that honors my natural energy and is ethical and centers community and relationship over transaction and, and blah, blah, blah. And then they do that they get the same financial result that they've been getting, mm-hmm. but then they're like mad because it didn't somehow result in like some huge financial windfall. Yeah. And it's like, so what did you think? Did you think that you were going to center those things and then suddenly you were going to get the reward that the other system promised you? Right. Because right. where I come, as far as I'm concerned, if you can shift all of that and get the same result, that is a success. That means exactly. you didn't need to be doing that bullshit. That's right. But then you can build from there. So
1: here's the thing. You know, society puts a lot of emphasis on how we look. There is a perception of who is smart, who is powerful, who gets the money Mm -hmm. based on how they look. And Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about white versus not white. I mean like body type.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Who is fit and who is not, Mm -hmm. right? People who are fat are not offered – the same assumption in intelligence and ability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as people who are stick thin or have, you know, this – what people might call um this physique that is quote-unquote strong-looking.
0: I mean, immediately as you're talking, I'm just thinking about, like, how we all love to just spin everything into, like – this person's this way because they made the right choices. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Right. Yes. They're so, superior because they made the right choices. And that's, that's a right. fucking lie.
1: That's a lie. 100%. It's an absolute lie. Um, number two, um, I mean, let's not get started on access to education, access to resources, et cetera, in terms of being able to exercise, eat, and also, let. I mean, I, I teach a course <laughs> on cardiovascular conditioning um, at Rutgers and a part of it's on nutrition and this concept of health. How often in our textbooks, in all of, all, all of anything you might read healthy and to have a disease is not healthy to be of a certain weight is not healthy, right? The Mm -hmm. perception of health is, is, I don't even have the word, honestly. I don't even know if there I was know. a word. R- ridiculous, harmful, toxic. I mean, it just doesn't seem like it's enough. Yeah. And so we're chasing this ideal usually. I'm. Not, let's, listen, I'm not going to say everybody because I try not to make blanket statements, right? Mm-hmm. But what I have seen from all of these years in this industry, it is rare that someone is seeking a goal in the gym – Mm -hmm. or at their dinner table Mm -hmm. that does not have to do with filling some hole they have inside themselves
0: yep Mm -hmm. and and the same thing goes for why we're trying to push ourselves through the winter and the same thing goes for what why so many people are working towards certain goals in their businesses Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's not actually about what we say it's about or what exactly. we really care about exactly it's like this autopilot thing inside of us that's just trying to like fill this hole that was created by these Something. systems by yep. these narratives whatever that says that we are not enough and then mm-hmm. it's like this you know i i'm i'm constantly reflecting on the fact that i'm in constant competition with myself for no good reason
1: 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> 100 yeah so okay so So that's why I broke up with the fitness industry earlier this year because I was like, okay, this has been long enough. Yeah. It's been long enough. I can't do this anymore. And I don't subscribe to these things. And I don't want to tell these people these things anymore. Like what you said, I think was like the first five minutes of our conversation where you said, you know, um, that you have to earn the rest. How many times was I teaching a class where I said, let's earn the rest? Are you, I said those, all of these things. And I want to
0: be very clear that all of
1: these things that I'm criticizing are things I myself have said and done.
0: Of course. Yeah. Me, I mean, me too. Like, 100%. Including things like, I mean, I'm still (laughs) in a constant like conversation with myself about why I am pushing myself so hard to achieve things that are not, I don't really need. It's that filling the hole inside of myself, yes, I mean, still to this day, yeah. I think I'm aware of it now. I don't think I let it run the show the way that I did. I can see it much sooner and course correct, but mm-hmm. it's not like I'm over it, and I right. think that that's part of like the that's part of why, and um I would actually love to talk about um. Well, there's a bunch of things that I want to talk to you about. So let me let me get myself back on track because now I've gotten so hyped up about about your message here because uh, it's just so fucking true and like needs to be said so badly. But I think that that's why it's so important to like when you see these things and when you have these realizations about oh wow like I've been saying one thing is important to me and then operating in a totally different way. You might not be able to just change it, but what you can do is like put things in place for yourself so that you have the support. Yep. And I think that that's why your um, the collective that you run is so like important for people because it's like this thing that like, listen, like you're not going to be able to just like hear this and like everything's different, right? I did a bonus in the Aligned Business Portal on like, how not to waffle on your ideas. Cause someone asked me if I would address that. And I'm like, yeah, let me give you 30 minutes on how to finally stick to things that are important to you. Like, and I had to say, like, you're not going to be able to hear this and just like do it. Like I'm telling you the comp, the complexity of the issue, but like, yeah. it's not about just like getting more information and figuring out the problem and being right. able to shift it. Right. It's about having like a space that you can, I think, keep coming back to that and in- that holds with you, this kind of like coming back to what's really important to you and making the adjustments and further exploring it and getting curious about it. And so I guess that I'm coming to all of this to say, first of all, I want you to tell people about the collective, but it's, it's like noticing from a business standpoint, if I'm kind of doing the thing that I often do where I'm looking at people's businesses and I'm just like studying what they're doing and getting mm-hmm. really like fascinated by it. It's like, you need to be, we were calling it Jersey Steph, at the door because you need people to understand everything that we just talked about for them to really get oh wow like this is really important that I make these shifts but once people come through the door into say the collective that's a much different stuff that they're gonna get right because Mm -hmm. then it's like about okay now you've got it now it's about like the nurturing and the care and like holding this with you and and um and I think that it's just important, I guess, for people to notice how you don't have to change what you do just because you're like, sometimes your message and the way that you show up to your messaging needs to be different from the way that you show up to doing the actual work. And it can feel like you're in these like two different kind of like identities. But my hope is for you, Steph, I don't know, like my hope is that it feels a little bit better because you're able to honor both of those It really does.
1: And one thing I do want to say about exercise before we move to this part of the conversation is we know that most times exercise is a wonderful support tool for mental health. We know this to be true. The one thing I want for people, because when I say I broke up with the fitness industry, that does not mean that I'm no longer exercising. What I wanted was to exercise on my own terms and not be beholden to the results or to the fact that I crossed it off my list and now don't have to feel guilty and shame and worried about not doing it. And so for me, I want people to get to the point where if they don't work out, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That they are not berating themselves. They are not spending the rest of the day trying to course correct in all the other ways that they can you know, manage to make up for the calories that they didn't burn that they're not going to punish themselves the next time or the next week. That, and, and the rumination that happens, just simply the mental energy of dealing with the guilt, the shame, et cetera, is enough.
0: It's like, fucking constant. It's like, constant. For, yeah. It's just so hard to escape.
1: And, and think about it. Like how many times if you walk past a mirror or anything that reflects, are you looking at yourself? Like people don't even realize how much they
0: look at themselves. Oh. It's awful. How many times have you had that experience where you're having a great day and then you see yourself? Fuck. And you're like, fuck. That's not what I thought I looked like. And it's like, yes. then why do we need fucking mirrors? Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like, goddamn. No. And and that, and that I'm sorry. This is not a utopia I'm talking about. This, for me, is what I want for people. And I'm going to, you know, if you want your body to look a certain way, more power to you, but please make sure you're very clear on why. Right. And so for me, the way that the collective came about, I feel like I had this conversation with you, but maybe it was just in my mind, um, that in the fitness industry specifically, typically the gateway into a program is either fitness or nutrition, Mm -hmm. nutrition or diet plan, really, let's be real. Um, and I didn't want that for people, um those two things are important. Nutrition, the way you're, you're actually, you know, what you're choosing to put in your body and the way you're choosing to move your body are all important things, but that's not the be all end all of life. Mm -hmm. And all these things we've already talked about, you know, the intention, how do you want to feel? How do you want to experience life? um, That's to me, those are the drivers of the car. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that must, must must be the focus. Not what's your workout for today? Not did I lay my gym clothes out? No. How do I want to feel today? How do I want to experience today? How am I going to bring my authentic self today? I don't say best self anymore because shit, none of us are our best selves anymore, right? (laughs) We are all limited capacity these days. So how can I be the best version of myself with the limited capacity I have right now? Mm -hmm. That's the focus. And let that propel you into your workout. Let that be the the, the defining or, or the the thing that helps you to decide what you're going to eat and what not what you're not going to eat. Because for me, when you're clear on how you want to feel, then anything you do, any action, thought, word, anything is going to be from a place of supporting that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's now support instead of should. Mm. And for me. That's the premise of the collective, where I'm opening a space for people to center self care to center, yeah, if they're dealing with a health issue, or one of my clients their uh one of their goals is to lose weight, but they also understand there is there are so many variables to that that go beyond just the food they're choosing to eat and the quantity that they're choosing to eat
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so for me, I created the collective as this membership program, this ongoing mentorship program that starts with somebody identifying how they want to feel, what their deep needs are. Not resolutions anymore, friends, right? What our deep needs are, what our intention are, attention, our intention is, and getting so clear on that why mm-hmm. that, and also beside that, the parallel to that is what is their state right now of their mental health their emotional mm-hmm. health their physical health their energetic health what energy is at play what energy is um is or is dominant in them naturally where's the imbalance mm-hmm. and then we start to identify self-care practices that will bring harmony to their current state and that honor the needs they have that's the center always in How are you meeting yourself right now? What are you experiencing? All right. So what's going to be supportive right now? And then I offer um, Zumba classes because we all need freaking joy Mm -hmm. and yoga asana because it's continuing that inquiry while we are moving through postures that's also linking breath and we bring in meditation. So these deeply spiritual um, and awareness practices um, that can be practiced by anyone, anywhere um, I do offer also, like I, I record, um, a few strength training or, you know, different types of workouts for people because that for me is still a love. I still, uh, find so much joy in, um, teaching group fitness. It's just not the, mm-hmm. the focus of my career anymore. yeah And it's still something people want too. So I still offer that, but Endorphins are a glorious thing. I tell you what, I mean it just is when when you are able to find the type of exercise that you like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or at least don't despise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's a cha- it, it's a game changer, and so it really for me, is. you know, I'm always talking to people about move your body, but move your body in a way that you want to. And if if all exercise just doesn't feel good, then know that about yourself mm-hmm. and start to explore what does feel good, and eventually. Some you may surprise yourself. You may have pre-existing um, like notions, or maybe you were shamed, or something happened. Why you had this idea in your mind that you don't like it, or you had a terrible experience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? In a space where it was awful, there. It may you may never be the person who looks forward to exercising, mm-hmm. but you can become a person who is like, you know what, but I'm going to do this and it feels pretty good. I don't love it. I'm not one of those people like, yes, you know, like this is amazing to crush myself, right? That's okay. You don't have to be that person, but the body does need to move. And so I encourage you to find what's going to work for you. And that's different from it for everybody.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the collective is just a whole compilation of tools to support you in Aligning your self-care practices to honor um, your truest and deepest needs.
0: Hmm. Sounds like a game changer. This is the first time that I, when I joined the gym here, because I've am i moved so much, but this gym that I go to now, which by the way is like on my block, which is like such a luxury. Oh, that's nice. But when I joined and they were like, what are your goals? I'm like, I'm just here for my mental health. They like didn't know what to do with me. They're like, we can do this in-body assessment. I was like, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> if you try to weigh me, I am, uh, I will, I will light this I'll bitch on fire. Yep. Absolutely not. Yep. Um, okay. Steph, tell us about the podcast. Oh, the podcast. Oh. Well, it's called humaning.
1: The shit we need to talk about. <laughs> mm, love it. And, um, It's for badass people who are doing solidarity work to push against and disrupt and dismantle systems of oppression in their lives and their communities. Mm. And my goal is to support them with real conversations that are challenging the status quo and everything that capitalism and white supremacy culture and the patriarchy have duped us into believing Mm. about self-care, about mental health, fitness, wellness, and in anything having to do with life. Um, I came to this because in my own life, there's so many conversations that aren't happening. There are so many conversations that I think I tried to have or was too scared to have, or maybe didn't even have the words to have through my own experiences with racism, with Mm -hmm. growing up in an all white, very conservative town um, Mm -hmm. through navigating industries or or certain jobs that um you know um maybe look down upon somebody who was um assigned female at birth um my experiences just in toxic workplaces or just in general with society's demands becoming a parent navigating being a partner and a parent there are so many conversations that aren't happening and I know for me what you know five years ago I felt very isolated Mm -hmm. in my experiences and I would try to have conversations with people and it seemed like people weren't having the same experiences as me Mm -hmm. they maybe were willing to hold space for me and you know empathize with me but these conversations weren't happening and even grief that I have experienced. I, I feel as though, for me, maybe this podcast is is for that person and for little Steph who's doing her healing. Um, because I wish, I wish that somebody would have had these conversations and really spoke real to me. Um, at least even to say yes. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm experiencing, you know, and not be afraid to, because I think that some, maybe some people's experiences are different. Yes. 100%. But I think oftentimes some people may be scared to say they're going through the same thing Uh Uh and whether it's for somebody else's judgment or maybe their own judgment.
0: Uh
1: And I had been feeling whispers from the universe, uh, about podcasting, you know, here and there people would say, "You know, you really should." And I'm like, "Nah." But then, you know, this year all the work I've been doing um in the back end of my business, but also just within myself, the clarity I've gotten, the the journey that I've 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 gone through in terms of processing and healing, um shout out I ha- I have to shout out Tristan, have to shout out a few people um you know, have been so prominent, you know, so many people who, um, have held me in space have, whose lights shine so brightly, who people who are doing their hard work of owning themselves. Um, I've in the last year and a half been held and loved on by this community I've created for myself. I've built my own damn table and, Mm -hmm. Choosing who is going to be there with me at that table. And so many, actually, of these people hold more marginalized identities than my own. And for me, I cannot, I can no longer uphold or ignore systems that are in place that allow the discrimination I've experienced and people like me the ongoing discrimination that's happening, especially to people who are who hold identities that are more marginalized than my own. I I can't I can't continue to to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. And people need these conversations. We need to be talking about this stuff. And so newslettering wasn't it. I'm not concise so I mean I could write like a whole thesis probably every single month on the things I'm thinking and that's not it either. Um,
0: so here we are. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not concise because like all we need the, the way that you we need the way that you share these ideas Ugh. and I'm so glad that you're podcasting because it's a beautiful medium for not being concise which is why I do it. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I'm like, okay, so is this going to be like a 30-minute thing? I'm like, oh, gosh, like I could just go
1: on and on. So, you know, I'm going to have a bulleted list and all these things. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I, I feel like I've been very intentional in my business in the way I've built it, the way I have explored it. And I've been so grateful for you and all of the ways you show up in your work and the ways you push me and invite me to show up in mine um grateful also to Trish, Trish to Tristan and
0: um, that's how we know each other yes, so we're yes. both
1: very grateful to Tristan Oh my gosh <laughs> yes i mean i could have just probably i'm probably going to do Tristan just so you know if you're listening ever um there's going to be a Tristan podcast that's just listening.
0: Tristan listens to every episode. Hi, Tristan. We both love you so much.
1: It's going to be an ode to Tristan <laughs> one of these days. Maybe for your birthday, it'll be a July edition. Um, and I'll just, because none of this would be happening without them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the divine timing, I have to be honest. I mean, I've just met and been in in, in communion with so many amazing people who I really, truly believe those connections have been just brought me to here to to have the confidence to step into this because, you know, I can't even count how many times I've been told I'm too loud. I am too opinionated. I'm too much. I'm rocking the boat. Mm-hmm. I'm complaining. I'm ungrateful.
0: That makes me so mad because I feel like I spend so much time being like, louder! <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why I've been so uncomfortable because
1: it's like sh- I don't know how to do that without without knowing that I will be I criticized for it. You know, yeah,
0: I know. I know. Um, and, and so and that's real. Like that's I and I. It's important to acknowledge that too because it's. I think that it's so easy for um for it to be framed in terms of like you just need to own your voice, right? And yeah. it's like okay, yes, and. Mm -hmm. It's not just a matter of it being a fear that some people are going to not like it and criticize you. It's like people will. Um, and that's like, um, hurtful and harmful and all of those things. And, uh, but I think that what you're saying, what you were just sharing is like, uh, yeah, and I'm not going to be quiet anymore about it. And, um, So many people, I think, are going to be so grateful for that fact because you are really fucking smart and you're really good at what you do. And like and you just have, you know, aside from being brilliant and really um, having a really solid body of work and being like really skilled at what you do, it's also just the willingness to be vulnerable and have the conversations. What I've learned is that like telling stories and having conversations in an honest way, I think, makes more of a difference than anything.
1: Well, thank you for all those wonderful things you just said. I appreciate it. And I, I I, only know how to be this way. You know, I am a feeler. I feel everything all the time. And when I have tried to not, and when I have tried to not let that be part of the conversation because it's not professional, it's not so many things, mm-hmm. I have made myself so small and mm-hmm. so disconnected from myself. And I can't. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I am a small person. I am only five feet tall, but I cannot – I can't play small anymore. I can't. I cannot dim my light anymore, and I won't do it.
0: Thank God. (laughs) 2023, we are just lighting shit up. So, okay. So, y'all, all the things. First of all, you need to be in Steph's orbit. So, Steph Galante, find her on the gram, get on the newsletter, all the things. But also, sign up for the upcoming workshop. Surviving Capitalism in the Winter. I'm going to put the link Mm -hmm. to that in the show notes. And there's the collective, which is just this beautiful space to be held as you, I, I mean, I think that it's okay to have New Year's resolutions if that's your thing. If you don't want to have New Year's resolutions, don't. But either way, if you are stepping into caring for yourself in a way that is different and is not about striving toward looking a certain way or trying to keep up with the hustle or do it perfectly, then um, I think the collective could be kind of a, a game changer. So I would absolutely check it out. Yay. Steph, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure that you leave folks with? You're enough. That's what I always tell everybody. (laughs) You are enough. All right. I'll be updating everybody in one way or another when the podcast comes out. So humaning, be on the lookout for it. If you liked this conversation, you're going to love it. I have a feeling we're all going to need to listen to it through the winter so that we can keep ourselves rested and not work against ourselves so that we are ready for when the energy does catch up and we are ready to go for our shit. Yes. You're the absolute best, Steph. I really loved spending this time with you. Thank you so much.
1: You are the best, too. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Transcend Your Dichotomy is a production of Passion and Process Collaborative, LLC. The show is produced by me, Brooke Monahan, with production and marketing support from Julia Pink. Crunch on Johnny creates blog posts from some of our episodes, which you can find on the episode page at brooke monahancom podcast, along with a transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to put this work into action, head to brooke-monahan.com to learn more about Transcend Your Dichotomy Training Camp and coaching with me. Love y'all. See you next week.